Griffin Stouffer. Griffin, welcome back. How are you doing? Mermadia is the Jimmy Buffett of Barbie movies. Apparently that's how we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. Now you can put that as the beginning stinger, and then it'll immediately happen again when I say it in two seconds after. And then I can really explain that I planned this beforehand to really just dissect the frog. And what I mean by Mermadia is the Jimmy Buffett of Barbie movies is that it's a real good tropical adventure, and I could absolutely play Margaritaville in the over the entire movie, and it would work. What's poppin' y'all? Welcome to Post Finale. I am your host, Ankit Madeira. I'm an actor and a musician who hasn't seen a lot of films, so to keep my friends happy and potentially provide a new perspective on some popular films, I am on a quest to change that. I am not on this quest, however, this week I am once again joined by one of my closest friends, Griffin Stouffer. Griffin, welcome back. How are you doing? Mermaid is the Jimmy Buffett of Barbie movies. Apparently that's how we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. Now you can put that as the beginning stinger, and then it'll immediately happen again when I say it in two seconds after. And then I can really explain that I planned this beforehand to really just dissect the frog. And what I mean by Mermaid is the Jimmy Buffett of Barbie movies is that it's a real good tropical adventure, and I could absolutely play Margaritaville in the over the entire movie, and it would work. I want to go to a Margaritaville. There's one in Vegas. There's not one in Seattle. I only know that there's one in Vegas. I don't know if there is one where the others are. So Pro one thing I promise right off the top, and I have a note of this, is that I will have Ankit make a general prediction and a long shot prediction at the end of this episode. And if I am, if I do not, I will have Ankit give people who complain my personal phone number so they can call me. Ooh, I'm not going to lie. I kind of hope he forgets, because that's going to be funny, especially if I tell all of my friends to just listen to that one episode. <laughs> Great. Cool. I mean, please listen to all the episodes. It makes me happy. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to note is, and I, I just, I want to have this on the public record. I've gotten an email back from the director of four out of the five Barbie Fairytopia movies. I thought he did five Fairytopia movies. No, the fourth one was done by a different person. Oh, but it's still canon, so that's why. Okay, mm -hmm. so, ladies and gentlemen, yes, because we have gotten this email from the director, and by we, I mean Griffin, but now that we've gotten this email from the director, we will, in time, we won't do it all in one go. We will split it up, but Griffin and I will go through all five of these Barbie Fairytopia movies. Specifically because one of the questions I, and this is a little bit of spoiler for the, I'm sure another like not nearly as long bonus episode. Um, We've been recording for over an hour already, and we are just now starting this episode. Yes, a much shorter bonus episode where we'll go over all of the questions and all of the answers. I'm going to right now do a little bit of a teaser spoiler on two of the answers slightly. Woo, woo. One is that the director's favorite one that he did was the second Mariposa movie, which is the fifth one in this series. So we have to do all of them out of respect. And we have to go in order because that's how they came out. That's how it works. 
the second thing I'm going to do a slight spoiler for is that we noted that Bibbles shows a lot of emotion compared to other characters, specifically Barbie. And I'm just going to pull like a small paraphrase quote out that's Bibble could show anger and other negative emotions that Barbie couldn't because of restrictions placed by Mattel. Okay. So a lot of negative emotions are displayed through the sidekick characters because they couldn't have Barbie showing a lot. Sure. And I that's understandable. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So that's why. If you want to hear that full interview that we did over email. Interview is a strong word, but yeah. Okay, the the full questions and answers that were sent. <laughs> interview is a very strong word. You can do that. It'll be bonus content. Anyway, we should maybe start talking about this film. Yeah, but what's it like knowing that Fairytopia, the shortest, least consequential movie you've watched, has kind of the most episodes? We're going on a trip. This is a journey. It's a quest. And this is just the deep, dark rabbit hole that we have fallen into. Great. I'm going to do it again. I'm doing it again. More episodes. So long. I'm going to I'm going to hit two hours on an episode this time. Okay. That scares me. It's currently two o'clock in the morning, Griffin. Maybe, maybe not this one. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We we have a lot to talk about this. It, it's an interesting movie. I have. I pulled from the barbiemovies.fandom.com wiki about this movie. Specifically, like, kind of bloopers. Just, like, small mistakes. Okay. And for some reason, I decided to call boingos in my notes. So anytime there's a boingo, I might just yell out boingo, and then I will stop everything to explain to you what the issue is. That seems like a fun game. I'm down for it. All right, you ready to start the movie? We start the movie. Also, before we start the movie, here is everything I know about this movie. I only know things that we have learnt in the first movie. I do know that Prince Nalu will probably be one of the characters, because we met him in the last movie. And that this movie has to do with mermaids, because it's kind of in the name. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's everything that I'm, I got. <laughs> There's not a lot. Let's be real. <laughs> nah. So we start with the recap of the oh, first no. movie, which is given to us. Hey, whenever any character gets out of the water, they never show signs of being wet. That's important to know right off the top. That's why it's the most important oh. boingo of them all. You're so right. All right, do I get to do I get <laughs> to continue? Time. Yes, I don't have one. I'm not going to interrupt you again. Not now, at least. Great. So as I was saying, before we realize that, we start with a recap of the first movie given to us by Azura. Now, Griffin, you already mentioned to me that things got rectified in this recap. Would you like to bring to our viewers' attention what those things are? Well, there, there was one really important thing, which is that the recap claimed that she had always wanted wings. This was never shown or stated in the movie. Yeah. That's, she didn't care. She, she was living her life. Um, legitimately, she was like, "I'm stronger because I can walk." So dandelion. That was kind daffodil. of the point. Um, dandelion, you have to go home. You're too weak. You're not used to this. Also, I, I made a kind of 
prediction at the beginning of this part, which is like, oh, the voiceover is Azura. Can't wait for her to not show up in this movie, which was a prediction, even though I'd seen the movie, because last time I watched it, I was proper sloshed. <laughs> I mean, what was that? Like, you, you did like a bit, uh, Barbie marathon, like what, a week ago? Just about. Just, just about, yeah. Um, it was last weekend, so yeah, literally, or not last weekend. That was like yesterday, but like the last, the one before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ten days ago. Yeah, and uh, we watched Fairytopia and Mermaidia. So I've now watched three Barbie movies twice within the last like month, and that is Fairytopia, Mermaidia. And the Barbie movie that just released. I saw that one twice because I went with friends and then I went with my family. Cool. I have a question for you. This is completely unrelated. How many other movies have you seen in this same amount of time? Two, but you're not going to like what they are. (laughs) What are they? Barbie Rapunzel and Barbie the Island Princess. I watched those also during Barbie night. So in the last month, you've only watched Barbie movies. I don't. I don't watch movies. I, I literally just. I don't watch movies. I don't go out and watch movies. I don't do a podcast where I watch movies. Look, I'm not gonna lie. It's a good excuse to watch movies. <laughs> it is not my preferred media. I'm by no means an expert. What? I'm just a silly, funny, haha guy who's here. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, oh, so, so in the recap, oh. I, I do have I do have one last thing. We got off on a tangent immediately, which is great. Uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> so there's a point in the like voiceover where Zero says like she meets several new friends, and I noted down several new friends that will never be mentioned again. Yeah, I was like several question mark and friends is a strong word. You and Dahlia are not in any of the other movies. They will never show up again. That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm just laying that out there. That's not much of a spoiler. They just do not show up. There's not some third act where they come to help. They are gone. That's fine. That's fine. Here's what I'm going to be upset about. Is if they write off Bibble. They don't. As far as I know. Good. I don't know if he's in the Mariposa movies because, like, it's a different character. I don't but... know. We're gonna find out. So, like, you know, I'm gonna be upset if they write off Bibble. And if they do write off Bibble, that's okay. If, and only if, they give us a character to replace Bibble in, like, the Mariposa movies. Because, like you said, it's a different character. They might need, like, a different sidekick friend. But, like, they need to have... Yeah, like... Pink Bibble or like Green Bibble or something now, no? Pink Bibble. You say it with such confidence that I feel like it might be true. I've seen pictures, but I don't know where it's from. It's not from these two movies, the first two movies. I know that much. I don't know what Pink Bibble is from. Bibble fucks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not a phrase that I thought I was going to hear today. Well, we've gone, we've gone through the Bibble is Jesus phase. I'm I'm now progressing to the Bibble is a, the... Bibble is a himbo that fucks phase. I mean, it kind of works on it's, this movie. It works more than more than I think you know yet. Oh, I'm scared. All right, here we go. So, 
We see a lot of fairies. They're gathering. And Bibble comes in and makes them scatter. Automatically a win for Bibble. Yeah, there's, uh, first of all, a lot more, like, objects in this movie. Just, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, animated objects, like 3D models yeah. in the world. A lot more. Instantly noticeable. Also, they show Bibble before the title card. Very important. He's the most important character. And Bibble is once again being attacked. Right off the bat. Yeah. He is proud of himself, and he should be, as he makes him scatter. But everyone's laughing and flying and just leaving Bibble behind. And he's just always forced to play catch-up. And I was like, this is so mean. Why are you making him play catch-up? And then the fairies, like, run over Bibble in the air and make him fall to the ground. Yeah. Why are you attacking Bibble? What is happening? What is this game? This doesn't look fun. And I mean, like... It looks like then they're hiding from Bibble, who's looking for them, and then they fly past him and, like, you know, scare him, and then suddenly down they're chasing Bibble, and I was just like, why are they treating our poor boy with such content in this opening credit sequence? Like, what has Bibble done? He has done nothing. The poor little Bibble is out of breath. And he notices, like, this small fairy or pixie or something. I'm not really sure what it is. We'll get to it. Yeah, he's being but, like, followed. why are you, like, hurting Bibble? He yeah, has it... done nothing but be pure. There's just this nice, like, piano fairy soundtrack music, and then Bibble is just screaming. <laughs> it is fantastic. Like, it's a fantastic opening sequence, I Some will say. slapstick moment. <laughs> very entertaining, but also... Why are you hurting our sweet child? He's not a child. He fucks. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Why are you? Well, we can't say Lord. We've heard. Why are you hurting this the... poor himbo? What did he do to you? Are we calling Bibble a himbo this entire episode? Yes. Okay. Let him live. <laughs> Let him live. So. Yeah, he's being followed. He's being followed by some pixie butterfly thing. We'll, we'll we'll get to it. Yeah. So, Elena loves the feeling of flying and doesn't feel like they are real and that it's all just a dream with her new wings. She's all fancy and happy and loves them. Dandelion says that she deserves wings. And then Bibble comes in and crashes into Alina. And I was like, good. She deserves it based on how she was treating him in the beginning. Hey, back's a bitch. Also, is this like a week later? From the end of the first movie? Because that's, that's pretty buck wild. Yeah, it, it legitimately feels like maybe, maybe a week has passed. The way they talk about it, it's like, oh my God, you're already so used to your wings. That's incredible. <laughs> it's like, how long has it been? It could have been forever for all we know. Do fairies age? Again, we, we don't know. That's what we said in the last movie. There's no indications of age in any way. They all kind of look the same age. and they But they refer to things as though they happened long before their time. Also, I think Bibble says poof a lot more. You know what? Bibble is Bibble, and Bibble can say what Bibble wants. Before in Fairytopia, he would only add poof to like after the names. But now I feel like he's saying poof a lot. No, fair enough. Also, that this the second movie is a lot screamier. <laughs> there's a lot of oddly like people screaming in this movie so far. Uh, yeah, and there's even more 
with the next thing that happens. Literally right now, Bibble is distraught. And he thinks that somebody is following him. And he points out the little fairy. And Alina sees this but says, it's just Bibble's imagination and forget about it. And I'm like, Alina, you literally saw the like butterfly fairy. I'm going to call it a butterfly for now because they don't really know what it is yet. But like, Fair. you know. She she saw the butterfly that Bibble pointed to and is like, don't worry about it. Like, you can see it with your eyes. Like, why are you not taking Bibble seriously? Look, I get it. Bibble freaks out about uh, everything many things every now and again. But like, you know, when you see it with your own two eyes, like it's right there. Like, you got to believe Bibble. Nobody believes Bibble, but Bibble's always right. Yeah, he's just a coward, but he's right. When has Bibble ever been wrong? That's right. You don't know, because you don't know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> who is this strange child? Right, so who is this strange child? They sneak up behind this strange child, and we have lots more screaming from Bibble and the new butterfly fairy and they both pass out and the little butterfly fairy is confused on what a bibble is and bibble's upset he's like how do you not know what a bibble is and that's he saved how the do you world. not know what a bibble is he saved the world you know elena but you don't know bibble what is this also can we talk about that i know we didn't but like bibble was there for every event that happened in fairytopia yes and that Bibble, like, Bibble got zero credit. Zero oh, prizes, yeah. nothing. The, the Enchantress was like, Alina, you deserve a reward. Even though you don't want it, you deserve it. Bibble didn't get jack shit. Bibble didn't even get, like, food. He literally saved Alina in, on multiple circumstances. Like, she wouldn't have gotten past the fungi in the last one without Bibble. No. I mean, also... Hugh and well yeah but well, yeah. most importantly bibble and it's like she just she just threw a necklace out a rock to be completely honest that is the, the majority of what she did in that movie yeah uh but she... like bibble was there from the start to yeah. short did he get captured yes but so did alina technically she got yeah. captured as well did. and like what just because she was the chosen one and so like you know she had to be the one to throw the rock she gets all the credit a bastardization of morality horrible <laughs> also we totally so ignored in fairytopia <laughs> that the premise of her throwing something at something and destroying it was absolutely shown in the beginning of the movie when she threw that seed at bibble we totally oh, yeah. ignored that through line. That was, that was Chekhov's arm. I guess. I'm a theater person and I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you not know about Chekhov's gun? Oh, okay. That's the reference in your mate. Yeah, Chekhov's arm. I was trying to find the right thing to call it. No, I mean, Chekhov's, our arm Chuck. Seems good. Chekhov's Chuck. There we go. That's a good one. We got there in the end, ladies and gentlemen. We the first one. Leave that one in. Oh, we're leaving that all in. Great. Cool. <laughs> so anyway, Bibble's distraught because, you know, he 
deserves to be known. And the little butterfly fairy wasn't following Bibble. She was following Elena. And the little butterfly fairy says that she knew it, but she wasn't sure because there are a lot of fairies and then it would be silly to be like, um, Elena, Nalu's in trouble and they wouldn't even know who Nalu is. And uh, it's just like, oh no, the underwater prince is in trouble. Who could have guessed? Also, wow. like you said, it's like a week later. And then yeah. Elena stops her to confirm that Nalu's in trouble. And the little butterfly fairy is like, how did you know? And I'm like, you literally just told her. Well, good thing you said that because the next sentence she says is, oh, oops. She was like, yeah, she was like, oh, oops. And then she wanted to ease into it, not blurt out that fungi. And I was like, not fungus anymore. They've upgraded to fungi. They've always been fungi. No, I know, but they were always referred to just as fungus by Laverna, never as fungi. True. This, this is the, f I think they, yeah, I don't think they ever said fungi, even though they're referring no, to multiple were... of them, but they definitely do in this one because they do in this that makes one. sense yeah because that's how it should I, have been but yeah 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 i don't think they actually did yeah but also it's very possible that laverna just calls everyone fungus i mean she definitely calls all of her minions fungus right that's what i'm saying and i don't really know maybe there were one or two instances where like a hero per se was calling them fungus, maybe. Yeah, but I don't like, think the they were referred to for the most part. They they don't refer to them. They just like refer to them as like the bad guys or something. Like I think they would say in just, shock when they got surprised, like fungus. Yeah, but like, but that's like they the would also they be looking at maybe just one of them. So like, it might be that Laverna just calls them fungus. I don't know. It's something that we can totally look at possible. as we go forward on if if. Laverna just calls them all fungus, and then everyone else refers to it as fungi, or fungus if it's a singular. You'll have to pay attention to that because I'm not watching this movie a third time. I had to. I mean, you could. I, but I wouldn't recommend it. You want to know how I watched this movie? I watched it on Billy Billy, the Chinese YouTube, because it was free on there. I had to change my VPN to China. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now we know how to uh, watch this movie. So, yeah. How did I'm you illegal. find out China? I googled Fairytopia Mermadio watch it, and then it <laughs> came up with <laughs> Billy Billy. It, was, it wasn't hard. <laughs> Fair play. Okay. So, she wanted to ease into it, and pretty much what we learned is Fungi kidnapped Nalu and tied him up, and will do who knows what to him if he doesn't give that <laughs> if he doesn't give them what they want which could be anything and then she's like oopsie and i'm just like just stop talking like you've given us the plot let's go like i don't know who you are i don't really care who you are you're kind of annoying like i really hope that you're just here to give us the plot so that we can move on and she really fucking is <laughs> she's so annoying literally just gone immediately there's a lot of characters that are annoying in this one yeah. Oh, I have a... Uh, yeah. So, Alina says, It's impossible. Are you sure? And the little butterfly fairy is like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw it happen at Crystal Cove. And I'm like, Okay. 
and she couldn't stop them, and Nalu sent the little butterfly fairy to find Alina, because she's the only one that can help, and I'm like, she can't even breathe underwater. What is she gonna do? And I'm like, right, but then here's the follow-up question. Do we just have an endless supply of special seaweed? I don't think it's ever established where it comes from or how much of it there is. Sure, but here's the thing. One, we've already gone down the whole, like, special seaweed issue. But, like, here's the thing. Is that, like, we'll get to it. But how does it work exactly? Just plant that. Magic. We'll get to it. Oh, no, no, no. There, there need to be rules. And, like, you know, we're missing a lot of steps. We'll, I promise we'll get to it. I was the magic explain. rule, bitch, after the last movie. But now it's you. I will explain my reasoning. Yeah. So when we when when we get there. But so Elena says, what can she do against fungi? And Dandelion's like, you can do a lot. You've beaten her once. And Elena was like, with help. And I was like, not really. Other than Bibble, they weren't really that helpful other than being your transportation. And giving you like two pieces of like, information... Dahlia didn't do shit. Yeah, Dahlia didn't really do anything. She was kinda useless. She only, like, worked... She only rode on top of Hugh as well, so she really didn't do yeah, anything. she didn't need to come on the trip to the, like, Laverna's lair. So, you know, you didn't really do have much help. Anyway... Yep. Alina says that maybe she should talk to Azura or another guardian or the Enchantress. And the little butterfly fairy is like, no, there's no time. You have to come to the cove and save Nalu. He needs you. And Alina's like, okay, fine, I'll go. Bibble, let's go. And Bibble tries to get out of it because, like we said, Bibble's a coward, but we love him. So, and so, not enough time. I'm pretty sure Azura is like, closer to the water place to mermaidia than alina is because if you'll remember from fairytopia alina travels through the scary woods into the blue area into fairy townville yeah and then with hugh to the water place and we don't even know where the fucking enchantress is ever nah the enchantress is just a being who just exists apparently but like how is there not enough time when you passed one on the way a guardian or two because presumably there's another guardian in the magic meadows topaz i didn't look that up i was staring at you the entire time i just knew those names i want that noted this is true he didn't break eye contact i don't know apparently there's no time i don't get it either makes no sense anyways you know, Bibble tries to get out of it. Cause, of course. You know, Bibble's a cowardice king. Bibble, you know, then says, you know what? I'm in. Then he looks confused of like, what did I just degree myself to? <laughs> it's a beautiful moment from Bibble. And Dandelion's like, I'm coming too. And Elena is just like, nope, it'll be dangerous. Plus, I can't get you in trouble with your mom. And I'm like, where are Elena's parents? Like, where are parents? Like, where is parents, like... Where's Dandelion's mom anyways? I want to meet her. She's so overprotective. <laughs> why Why does she reject Dandelion so hard? Let her cook. Right? Like, why is she like, Bibble, you gotta come with me on this dangerous adventure. 
Dandelion, the one who can talk and has arms. And could be actually... Actually, no, no, Bibble is very helpful. But... Bibble is extremely helpful. But the other one that could also be extremely helpful. No, can't... can't no, no. Can't have that. You're gonna get in trouble with your mom. Which, trust me, like, getting in trouble with mom is the different beast. But, like, you know. I want to learn more about this mother. Yeah. I want the mom lore. Drop the mom lore. Look, you're in conversation with the director. Like You're so right. <laughs> Maybe the third movie. <laughs> Maybe the third movie. I can't so, ask questions like that until we actually finish it so I know everything. No, we have to watch all five and then like we can reach out and be like, will you do us the favor of maybe joining us and having a chat? You can send that fucking email. I feel like I oh, I will done I will send that. Did, I will send that email. I know probably more about Fairytopia than anybody who didn't work on it, and that's wild. I just want to I just want to reiterate that it's wild that the two of us you through me mm. but mostly yeah. me because I'm so important. Um Look, you you I I will not deny this. You did the research. It is. I just watched the film for the first time. It is so wild. That. Crazy. Hey, you're having the preeminent uh, Fairytopia knowledge haver. On Anybody can take that title away from me. It's not hard. It's, <laughs> it's so easy. It could be Anyways. one of you, listeners. It could be one of you. So anyway, Dandelion says that she wants to help, and Alina says that she can. If she's not back by dusk tomorrow, promise that she'll go to Azura for help. And I like how it's go to Azura for help, not go to Topaz for help, because let's be honest, Topaz is kind of useless. And they don't want to have to hire that voice actor again. I don't actually know why. Yeah, I, I just... Topaz wasn't very important to the plot of the first one, so they're not going to mention her again, because Azura was more important and said the line. The line. The Which line. I don't think we've gotten the line for this movie uh, into where I am. Maybe we have, and I just haven't guessed what the line is. I don't know if there we'll is speak. one in this movie. Oh, I'm going to be disappointed. I'd have it in my notes if there was. It's but... a 2006 children's movie. There has to be a line. I feel like there has to be. Does there, though? They kind of they kind of did that in the first one. Don't worry, there they is did... a Barbie quote at the end of the credits, and I do have that written down. They did beat it with the dead rabbit. So, you know, I think I got that entirely wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, that's been said. We're and they off. beat that dead rabbit <laughs> with a horse until the cows came home. <laughs> so we're at the cove and fungus. Is it just me or is there something fishy about this guy? He's a mermaid. I know, right? I'm talking about the pun. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, all good. And then Nalu agrees, and then we get to meet a very well-dressed fungus. A different character model. Far wartier. Far wartier. Far more details in the warts. Unfortunately. Yeah. But his name is Fungus Maximus. Max, if you must, and I must because I was lazy and didn't want to write in my notes every time, so I we're going to call him Max from now on. So Max! Oh, that's what he's called <laughs> mostly, so that's fine. Yeah. 
So Laverna calls on some magical coin. It reminds me, I mean, you already mentioned in the, you know, hour that we recorded before this, you hate Harry Potter. But, you know, uh, it reminded me of the magical coins that the DA use in Harry Potter. But this one has video capabilities. Dude, it's just like a magic mirror, dog. Not everything's Harry Potter. No, I know, but I was reading the book. Isn't it wild right that the one thing she apologized for is using time travel, but not the horrible caricatures of different cultures? Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of problems with that world. Anyways, somehow Laverna lived. Yeah, Laverna lived. She was vaporized by magic, but whatever, she's uh, out there in the bogs of the hinterlands. She's somewhere. She is, yeah, she's in the bogs. Of the hinterlands. And... Yes, yes. I don't know so what that is. They have, yeah, I don't know either. I haven't figured it out. We haven't gotten there. Wait, but so I'm going to look up hinterlands. This is, this is important because so. I feel that's a general term that I hear a lot. The often uncharted areas beyond a coastal district or a river's banks or to an area lying beyond what is visible or known. So she's just on some bogs outside of the known area. Okay. I feel like that's mostly so they didn't have to put it on a map, but whatever. Yeah, probably. So they have the prince, and they want to get him to take them to the immunity berry. So Max has a plan. After Laverna eats the immunity berry, she will be invulnerable to all magic, past, present, and future. And so no more exile in the bogs of the hinterlands. And the enchantress will be powerless over her. You flubbed again, because you said Max has a plan. Laverna has the plan. Max is the groupie you know what we'll leave it in you're right whatever we'll continue i'm leaving that one in we're moving Anyways, on max is fantastic at nagging yeah max is like don't you mean us and laverna's like yes yes of course bring me the berry and you'll rule by my side and max calls her beautiful trying to compliment her laverna doesn't care she just wants the berry he also horribly nags her he's like most people wouldn't thrive in the dank air of the bog, but you look fantastic, or something like that. Yep, that's about right. So, I was like, alright, time for a bold prediction. I don't really think it'll be that bold. Uh-huh. But they will get to the berry, despite Nalu trying to stop them, and Elena eventually coming in and also trying to stop them. And Laverna will get the berry, but won't be able to eat it for some reason of hullabaloo and hijinks. And so that was the first thought, is pretty much how this movie is going to go. The other way that it could go is that she will actually eat the berry, and there will be some special line that'll break the spell. And also, this is just, like, I feel like a given Max is not ruling next to her. She's going to toss him aside. And I think it'd be fun if he switches sides and helps because Laverna treated him poorly. I don't think it'll happen, but, like, that sounds like fun. Great. I'm not going to tell you what's right or wrong. So Nalu says he'll never take them to the immunity berry. And then Max opens a bottle and drops a single drop of liquid into the water. It starts bubbling. It's poison again. Yeah, and the gunk is now in the water. And apparently one drop chokes the air out of the water, killing everything in sight. 
That is significantly worse than the no-fly poison. Oh, yeah. And also far more explained. Right? Just very simple explanation as well. Yeah. Like, literally one line. But also, I feel like far worse. And, like, you know, you gotta give credit where credit is due. Laverna has increased her poisoning skills. This is, it is far more menacing. Oh, yeah. In this yeah. case. See, I see. But also, does it just spread infinitely? That's what it looks like. It just spreads. I I guess it does, but there's only so much material in that poison. No. I guess that's magic. That's, it's a magic poison, so, like, it's allowed to grow, and it grows infinitely. I think, like, if it might be a thing of, like, if there, if it's in water, it can grow infinitely, but, like, it can't grow outside of water, maybe. Something like that. Probably. So, you know, we get very close to it getting out into the ocean. That obviously doesn't happen because Nalu's like, wait, no, stop. And Nalu says that he'll take them, but the berry is underwater. And last he checked, fungus don't have gills. And Max says, well, he wonders how long the poison in Crystal Cove is going to taint all of Mermadia. And um, this is where I had a question. Isn't Crystal Cove the same town as in Scooby-Doo? Fucking all right, I'll find out. Okay, there's a lot of real things called Crystal Cove. Yeah, Crystal Cove is where they live in Scooby Doo. Yeah, a town in California. First uh, appearance is uh, from the first episode of the first season of Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Beware the beast from below, which aired. In 2010. Which is a very underrated series. And that's very recent in terms of Scooby-Doo. I will say I have seen that series of Scooby-Doo. It is fantastic. It's quite dark. It gets very dark. And it is legitimately very well done. Still a hoot and a laugh and everything that you expect from Scooby-Doo. But there are intriguing storylines. It gets very dark. It's very fun. Technically, it's made for children, but like adults, it's a very fun watch. So. There you go. Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Not the movie we watch. <laughs> it's a TV show. Show. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's not Mermadia. So let's talk about right. that. So um, definitely not enough time to warn everybody. So Nalu says, all right, I'll take you to the berry to save everyone. How noble. So. Fungus got lifts also. That's just one of them carrying this massive rock. <laughs> yeah. He's incredibly strong. Also, does the poison just stay in there forever? Yeah, I think so. How long does it last? No, it, it's infinite. There's no time limit as far as we know. So for as far as we know, there's just some pools of water that have an infinite danger. Yep. If any of it ever leaks out, it kills everything because it spreads infinitely. Currently, I mean, who knows? Maybe they go fix it at the end of the movie, but I have an odd feeling that we have forgotten about this place for the rest of the movie. So this is where I was like, the animation is, you know, significantly better than the first film. Yeah, quite a bit. It looks a lot better. It, uh, at least the vibe is a lot better. I feel too, like there's I a think. lot more depth that was used. Yeah, I would say so. Like I said before, there's more like objects in the world. Yeah, a lot more detail. But also it feels like they framed it better so that you didn't see like an empty expanse of nothingness in the background. Yeah. 
<laughs> past a certain point. That was nice. That was nice. Is a lot better, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, apparently everyone wanted to meet the fairy willing to take on Laverna. And the little butterfly fairy, who is very annoying, was like, wouldn't you? And no, Elena just, you know, screams no. She sees something, she dies. And she goes down and she sees the pools of poisoned water. And they aren't really sure how it happened. And they go looking for clues. And Bibble isn't looking where he is going. And he crashes into a shell. Which, when you beat it, gives different musical notes. Bibble found a rock. It's a shell, but I just have in my notes, Bibble found a rock. (laughs) Bibble found a rock. I knew what it was already. I just wanted to say that. Fair. It's a turtle shell. And Bibble gets so drawn into the music that, you know, he's just banging on this, banging on the shell, and then he just, like, moves up and, like, starts smacking the turtle in the face. And then, like, he opens his eyes and, like, notices that he's smacking a turtle in the face, and he screams and falls away. And this is not just a turtle. It is the most terrifying turtle I have ever seen. I hate this thing. I do not like looking at it. Whoever designed this did it. I don't know who it is. And I know I said last time, like, hey, I feel like we've, I've gone too hard on this movie. I don't feel like I'm going too hard on this turtle. It sucks. <laughs> and furthermore, this is in line with, like, every Barbie movie. Every single one. Animals are just terrifying. The only reason Bibble isn't terrifying is because he's not a real animal. (laughs) Anytime there's a real animal, they look fucking weird, all right? Barbie Rapunzel has this rabbit that has too many flesh colors on it, all right? It looks weird. Barbie Island Princess has this elephant. That one has, like, eyelashes and eyeliner, but its eyes are, like, front-facing, and it looks like a human face. The worst, all right? It sucks. I hate it. I hate this trend. They need to just make them look like animals. Yeah, so we meet a messed up turtle. Yeah, fucked up turtle. It's, uh, yeah. The turtle seems nice, though. Makes friends with Bibble. Sure, yeah. And we see Nori, who is a friend of Nalu's. Not actually a friend, is she? Is my question. Guy... I haven't really gotten an answer. It seems like they might be friends because people seem to know, but they might be more than friends. I don't really think so. We'll get there. So, Alina goes over to talk to her, and Nori says, You're beautiful and all. Oh, I got another bongo. So, when Alina first meets Nori, waterfalls can be seen everywhere, but they don't make a sound. <laughs> There's no ambient background waterfall noises ASMR. Um oh, sadness. So, anyways. Anyway, with no waterfall background noise, we learn Nori says, you know, hey, you're beautiful and all, but you're not that beautiful when she learns who Elena is. And Nori says that this is where she and Nalu hang out. So she should just go back to Fairy Frontier. And Alina's all insulted and is like, it's the magic meadow. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's the same general idea. Just she wants you to go home. Like, Yeah, she's like not having it. <laughs> yeah. Alina explains that Nalu has been captured and the sea butterfly, apparently the annoying little creature yes. that I've been calling 
butterfly fairy was a sea butterfly. Yeah, it's a sea butterfly, which is a dumb name and also a real creature. Yeah. So the sea butterfly dives to stay out of sight. And she's been vaporized from the movie. Yep, she's gone. I'm not hurt about it. She can be gone. I'm okay with that. And she saw the kidnapping of Nalu. And Nalu sent the sea butterfly to go get Elena. Okay? I still have no reason to not believe that. Nori scoffs and says if Nalu was in trouble, he'd send for me. She knows Mermaidia better than anyone. And... Nori also says that she won't help Elena and doesn't need some fairy getting in her way. She'll find Nalu on her own. And Nori also says, you say Nalu asked for you, but all she knows is the last time Elena showed up, they had firebirds in the cove for the first time ever. She kind of spitting facts, though. She kind of got her there. She's not wrong. She's very accurate. She's like, damn, bitch, you brought, you brought danger to this place. Never happened before. What's wrong with you? Yeah, and like, you know, Mermaidia's had enough, so you should just, you know, go away. Should have just killed Laverna, for realsies. Yep. Anyways. No, you had to poof her into some magic colors. Anyways, nori is the Japanese word for seaweed. Okay. Also, when the fuck did Nalu ask for help? He was just kidnapped. Legitimately, it feels like Nalu's been kidnapped for like... 10 minutes. Yeah, it took them half the last movie to get the, to Mermaidia last time, or to Crystal Cove. Literally, we stopped the first episode of the Fairytopia podcast before they got to before this, we got this to place. And now it's happened in like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, but we have to remember. We progressed so quickly. The first movie, we had to walk everywhere. You're so now right. Now we have wings. Now there's wings. The power oh, there's of wings. friendship. And we know one thing Except about this no world. It is yet. not built for <laughs> zero friendship other than Bibble. <laughs> Naturally. So Bibble comes back and says, maybe we should go home. And then waves to the turtle friend. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, what he much. says. That's <laughs> pretty much how Bibble talks. Alina says, Nalu asked for me. I can't forget about him. And I'm like, how do you know that he asked for you? All you have to go by is the word of an annoying sea butterfly. And she's like, I wish I knew where the special seaweed grows. And Bibble's like, ah. And then, hey, look, the turtle friend brings back some seaweed. And I'm like, it really isn't that rare, is it? No. Like... You know, what is this? Bibble's like, really it's... trying to leave this entire time, too. Multiple times he says, Oh, yeah. Every time. I hope you know you have that, that entire thing got cut out fantastic. by your microphone. I have, that, I have <laughs> the entire Bibble phrase cut, burned into my brain because every time he's just, but like getting higher each time. Yes, I'm doing that as many times as I possibly can to be as annoying as possible. I felt other pissed yeah, off. fine. I'm used to it at this point. You are, but not your <laughs> listeners. That's true. I'm very sorry, listeners. Hi, Bucket sister. I hear you enjoy my episodes. She, Thank I you. I don't think she's listened to them yet, to be completely I honest. I thought you said she was like, they're good. 
And she said some of the other ones were good. Bastard, you lied to me. Who said I it? I never lied to you. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's it. Am I misremembering? Oh, this is embarrassing. Oh, no. I'm glad we aren't recording because my face is red. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyways. So, Bibble's really trying to get out of this. He doesn't want to eat the seaweed. And Alina says, it isn't that bad. And Bibble, the artist that he is, takes it to his lips tenderly, lets them touch his lips. And then acts like it has made him pass out in the most dramatic pass out way possible. He does an entire 360 spin, lifts into the air, and then falls onto his back. I love Bibble. Bibble is a drama queen, and we stan. I love Bibble. Best part of this movie, by far. Every movie. Bibble. It's Bibble. I don't really care what's happening in the rest of the movie. I just kind of want Bibble. It's all about Bibble and... <laughs> because every moment that brings me joy in this movie and not question life and things is probably the moments with Bibble when I can just look at him and be like, I get you, drama queen. I'm on your side. Like, you deserve the respect you should deserve. Like, you know, you don't want to do it. Like, you know, I'm okay with this. So let's keep going. Yeah. Suck it down and poop like a regular man. It's seaweed time. It's seaweed time, so they suck it down, and the turtle says that they can lead them to Mermadia. Bibble reluctantly eats the seaweed. Burps significantly deeper than Bibble should be capable of burping. I don't know, man. He can burp however he wants. I mean, fair, but, like, he is a very small creature, and his burp was, like, three octaves lower than, like, anything he has. That's comedy, baby! <laughs> That's funny. <And> we're all... <laughs> so underwater is significantly better animation again than the last oh, movie. Oh, I, I actually and... really like the underwater parts. They're just a vibe. They're beautiful. That's why it's the Jimmy Buffett of Mar Barbie. Barbie. This is this is where you know I started having questions about this seaweed. Yeah. So. How long does the seaweed let them breathe for? Like, if you eat it once, is it infinite? Or, like, will it go away the first time you resurface? Is it, like, you have a one-hour time limit? Like, is it, like, you know, if you eat, like, you know, one strip of seaweed, you get one hour of breath? Or, like, you know, what are our rules? How do we know? How often do they need to keep replenishing themselves of the special seaweed that isn't very special because it just grows everywhere wouldn't you fucking like to know they're never gonna explain shit i know it's unexplained and it's never elaborated upon they really just go with hey here's the magic seaweed that lets you breathe underwater for an indeterminate amount of time or we're never gonna mention again past the first time you eat it because that's all that matters because now we've shown you consuming it so you can breathe underwater and also in this one talk underwater yeah, I'm fine with the talking. I really don't care about the talking. Just I just assumed extension. that was a fun property, yeah. and like we just didn't see it in the last movie. So I wasn't surprised about that. But I have issues. Uh, I'll get to it significantly later again. Okay, sure. But as we're swimming, they're being followed, and I was like, oh no, it's a shark. Nope, it's a dolphin. It's so a pink not shark. Not necessarily better. <laughs> I. I... But, in my defense, it looked gray to me, so that's why I thought shark. Oh. I mean, they try to make it look like a shark. They get the music gets like scarier, and they just show like the 
the dorsal fin. I think that's the dorsal yeah. fin. Yeah, yeah. Not dorsal fins on the top back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, can you tell I'm not a marine biologist? Wait, what? Shocking! A marine biologist. Hoorah! You're not? No. Wait, hold on. I'm very confused now. I thought you were. Oh no, my cover's been blown. Oh crap! Oh shit, my cover's been blown. <laughs> By you. <laughs> I hope you all know that Griffin just turned off his video on our recording session. Yeah, I wanted to make it seem like I left, but also I didn't leave because I didn't want to fuck up the recording. I appreciate that. So I appreciate the commitment, though, to oh, yeah. both staying staying on and, you know, that. Yeah, it's so a anyway, it's to sell dolphin. toys. And the dolphin, who is the same size as this turtle, who is about, like, double to three times the size of Bibble. Yeah. Like, these are massive little creatures. Yeah. And we see some colorful fish and, you know, lots of pink anemones. And Alina starts going the wrong way, and the turtle stops her. And Alina's like, what's up the other channel? And I was like, it's the immunity berry. I hate this turtle. I just have that in my notes right there. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't. Again. The, the turtle then swims in circles around Bibble, making him dizzy. What is going on with this Bibble abuse? Also, damn, they swim fast. Yeah. They, they all swim fast, um, even Alina, who just has feet. I, uh, I assumed the wings help a little bit. Yeah, they illustrate... I don't know how that works, but they do illustrate... The turtle illustrates what's ahead by using Bibble as a victim, an unwilling participant yeah. in this hell that the turtle has created. <laughs> I thought the turtle was friends with Bibble, but apparently not. Apparently the turtle's a dick. The turtle was just grooming Bibble to do its bidding. Another victim of happenstance. Another victim of Hollywood. And so we learn after the debacle of, you know, hurting Bibble that apparently up that way, it's not the immunity berry. It's the carousel of confusion. Bet we'll see that later. (laughs) We see that now. So we head up there and hey, look, it's the fungi and Nalu on the back of a creature. And I was like, it looks like Mantine, the Pokemon. It is a manta ray. Yeah, I also then put in my notes, what's the actual animal? And then I have manta ray. So pretty much as I was typing my notes, I answered my It is a manta ray, but it does have its eyes in like the wrong spot for a real life manta ray. Sure, but I just assumed like, you know, it is based on a manta ray. It is 100% a manta ray. I'm just saying for all of it looking like a manta ray, they also put the eyes in the wrong spot. For some reason, you can only notice the eyes in like a couple scenes, too. Yeah. Now for my favorite scene in this movie. It is a pretty fun scene. So they're almost there and they're shouting very loudly. And it feels like, you know, hey, they're going in circles and they're just stuck in confusion and no one knows what's going on. And, you know, they keep asking which way. And then Nalu's like to the left. And then do you want to do the honors? Because I know you're waiting for this. Nalu's like, not much farther. Just a left at this coral. 
and Max is like, take a left! And then the two fungi pop up one by one and say, lefting, lefteroo! And it's my favorite thing, and then there's a crab. It's a fantastic bit, and then there's just a crab that's like just there watching this whole thing happen. It happens three times. They're stuck in this confusion loop. And on the fourth time, Max realizes that something is wrong. They recognize it on the third time. Let's let's be accurate. They do it twice, and then the third time he's like, take a left. And then they, okay. they say it anyways, but he's realizing it right there. Yeah, I had the numbers mixed up in my head. We're very accurate on this podcast, 100%. Well, we tried to be. 100% accurate, never told a lie. Okay. Don't fact check me. <laughs> Please don't. So, Max realizes that something's wrong, still instructs them to take a left on the third go-around. But then, Max says, something's not right. And Nalu, the king of these, apparently, just goes, of course it's not right, it's left. And I was just like, lol. And then we get another lefting. Left. Left. So Max tells them to stop and asks Nalu how long they have been in the carousel of confusion. He's heard of it before. And then this is where I was like, I see why he is Max and not just a regular fungus. Smarter. Faster. Stronger. Harder. Work it harder, make it better. <laughs> I just wanted to say he was harder at the end. And not elaborate. So the hypnotizing waters make people forget what they are doing. And then I was like, okay, but why doesn't this have any effect on Nalu? Why is he immune? What are the rules? Like, you can't just say that it affects people, and then it doesn't affect people. Also, how are the waters hypnotizing? The waters are the same water as the rest of the ocean. The only explanation you could possibly have, which is not elaborated on, is that it's like some sort of substance emitted from the coral in this area, which would then dissipate over a certain amount of time, so then, like, that's why it wouldn't affect other areas. But if it's just the water, if it's hypnotizing water... How is it contained within that area? How does it not move? Have you not heard of osmosis? I have a theory. Magic? No, it has nothing to do with the water. That crab is magical and just likes messing with people. Oh my god. People. Trying to get his first dollar. That just happens to be the crab's home. And the crab's like, well, I have my home, so I'm not really gonna move. Once again, the crabs. Can't prove me wrong. Once again, the crabs are in control. <laughs> There's a shadowy cabal of crabs ruling the world. Okay, that's reference to the bonus episode, which you should listen to. Which you should. It's it's a doozy. It is a doozy. Griffin did a lot of research, and Ankit didn't know what I was researching. Nope, no clue. He just sent me a picture of eleven pages. I cried inside. I did tell you what I'm researching next time, though. But if you don't remember, you don't get to learn. Yeah, but I have the recording to listen back to. Uh-oh. Fuck. Max orders them to, to the surface and says that the prince is in big trouble. And then we follow the dolphin and the turtle to Mermadia, and Mermadia is beautiful. It's a vast land that's very pink and purple, but there's significant more depth 
Yeah. In graphics from 2005 to 2006 really improved. It is significant improvement. It's you can vast. see the improvement. Yeah. So we spot Nori, and she is looking for Delphine to talk about Nalu. Apparently, Nori is supposed to marry Nalu. And I was like, let me guess, by the end, Alina and Nalu will be together, and Nori will be alone. Okay. Moving on. So. Your, your guesses will be proven correct or incorrect with time. And only I thanks, know. Man. I mean, I'm pretty sure the listeners know. <laughs> I, I'm guessing if they have suppositions. It. I hate the babies with tails and wings. Oh, I do too. We'll get to that. Yeah. Anyways, don't worry. Boingo! I have. Go. Oh, we're what are the boingo? What's uh, yeah? I got a boingo. Uh, when Nori is talking to the Mer fairies, that's what they are, by the way, with the tails on the wings. Yeah. yeah. She turns around and puts her hands on her hips at the side of Elena, Alina. But when Alina approaches her, her arms are crossed. They goofed up the continuity. Oh. That's interesting. Anyways, continue. Didn't catch that one. So, Nori says that there's no way that they can get married. He's a prince and she's a commoner. But the fairies are like, but you're M-F-E-O. And I had the same question as Nori. What in the world does that mean? Uh, apparently it stands for made for each other. Uh, XYZ. Examine your zipper. We should watch the room. I'm sorry. You said you'd do that with Gleb. Never mind. Yeah, I can't not do that with Gleb. Okay, but if he, if he rejects you, you'll come back to me. I hope not. I, I, I would like to not be rejected. It happens multiple times in my profession. But like, you know, nice when you're not rejected by your friends. Dibble hunky. That happens too. Dibble hunky? Dibble. <laughs> Dibble hunky. <laughs> You're leaving that one in. Fuck. You're so tired. Dude, it's 3 a.m. I'm exhausted. And? I don't know. I'm having a blast, but it is also 3 a.m. So, yeah. I've literally never heard that saying, though. Have you? No, no, it's not real. Okay. Anyway, the little mer fairies, they see Tutu and Finfin. So I was like, okay. Which Tutu what? is the turtle. How do you know? And Finfin is the dolphin. I'm just going based on they probably didn't take a very long amount of time to figure out their names. I see you fact checking me. <laughs> yes. And I was like, they did really try very hard with those names. And also, I did notice this. Tutu and Finfin, they have these necklaces. Wait, did you just say Finfin is the turtle? No, Tutu is the turtle. Oh, sweet. I was right. Sweet. Finfin and Tutu have these necklaces. How does it stay on Finfin? Dude, who fucking knows? They're just made to be toys. (laughs) they're literally just but like toys that were made before the movie was even made and then they had to make it into a story but like they don't even like fit no no it makes no sense oh, why is the dolphin? why is the dolphin pink why is the turtle pink it's because they were toys first characters in a movie later oh uh, were, were was the turtle just as horrifying as a toy yeah <laughs> Okay. 
I don't know. I didn't I didn't look it up. So so Nori sees Alina and is like, I thought I told you to leave Mermadia alone. And Alina's like, You did. I didn't listen. So one of the little mer fairies goes over to Bibble and asks if he is friendly. And I was like, Of course he is. He is Bibble. Of course Bibble is friendly. But also, what a dumb way to ask. <laughs> what did you just send? I'm scared. Oh my god, that is horrifying. Griffin! That's not no. the turtle. It's just an artist rendition of the turtle. But yassified. No. Griffin sent me a turtle while we're recording. Oh, I said that in that general, is... so I assume... Oh. Whoever's in... Whoever is in this can see Discord that. will see this. You know, that I'm is not, terrifying. I'm not finding images of the toy of the turtle, I'm so I don't. With that. Can we can we go back to talking about how dumb this mer fairy is? I'm just walking up to Bibble, poking him in the back, and going, "Are you friendly?" Yeah, that's. I would run away. I don't want anybody yeah. to do that to me. No. But anyway, as you said, Bibble Hungy. (laughs) Bibble Hungy. He gets the permission from the Mer Fairy to eat the cookies. And then he goes and eats the cookies. He deserves all the cookies. And meanwhile, Nori is very jealous. And Alina is like, why are you against me? You should be glad someone else wants to help. But Nori doesn't want an outsider's help. She knows exactly what she needs to do. She has an idea. See, she didn't come here without a plan. She knew what her plan was. She had an idea. And then she changes her mind. She smiles kind of wickedly and then changes her mind and says, you know what? I've been being silly and tells Zelina that she knows exactly what she can do to help on, you know, this idea. Wow. Nori explains that there is a great oracle in Mermadia called... Delphine. 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 How do you miss Look. every time? Also, Delphine is the name of the Greek oracle. You know, the oracle of Delphine. Yeah, it's shortened to oracle of Delphi a lot, but yeah. Also, it sounds kind of like dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> Which I imagine is why they picked it. The first time that I heard of it in Percy Jackson, they called it the oracle of Delphi. And I was, when I first learned that the full thing was Delphine, Delphine, I was like, oh, dolphin. (laughs) There's also Delfino Plaza in Super Mario Sunshine. I haven't actually played that game. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Holds up fairly well. Some slippy controls, but what else is new? You know what? That happens. Look, I mainly grew up playing Mario Kart. As you can tell from losing to me multiple times in double dash specifically i beat you in the newer ones because double dash is a garbage game double dash is not a garbage it has game. garbage controls no, no it, it does not controls. have garbage controls. It's so you slippy. just don't know how the game works. yeah i don't no. know how the garbage <laughs> controls work but everybody can play the new mario kart because it's easier it's not it doesn't that's, have weird mechanics that's, that's what makes double dash so good that only that, you like, can win you know, at it 
No, no. I Because Brad, our yeah. friend Brad. The other one who grew win? up playing it and could win it. Yeah, you two, the one who have all the, who had us play the specific Mario Kart and Mario Party that you two knew how to win every single time. Here's the thing. No, no, no. We didn't know how to win. That was just the copies that we owned. And when you were at our places, you played the games that we had because, like, you know, we didn't have Switches back then. But, Excuses. you know, we weren't about to lug around a whole console. But no, what makes the old games, and I'll say this about like Mario Kart N64 and like other games like that, like what makes those fun is that like, you know, they are challenging because of the controls. Don't get me wrong, like modern Mario Kart is still fun and I enjoy it thoroughly, but like it's not challenging in terms of like controls. So like part of it is better, part of it is worse. A game shouldn't but, be challenging oh. because it's hard to play. It's not hard to play. You just have to learn how to control the carts. You're just bad at it. I don't want to learn the jank of an old Mario Kart game. And yet you will still use a GameCube controller to play the new games. No, I don't. I Not you specifically, but like, you know, the, the vast people public. People are weird about controllers and they're like, oh, this controller is the best. And the GameCube controller does last a long time and has some interesting aspects. But it's a lot of it is also just garbage. Yeah. Like people say it's easy to tell the difference between the A and B button, but the X and Y button are impossible to tell the difference between. Yeah, I mean, the X is the top right. The Y is the top left. Oh, what if you were learning how to play it? Anyways, I have hot takes about video games. That's my actual area of expertise. That is Griffin's actual We're talking movies. about Barbie movies. I have hot takes about every single video game in existence, and people do not like them, but I'm right. That's your opinion. Moving on. Barbie movies. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the intermission. I just want to apologize right off the bat for the delay in getting this episode out. It has been... A hell of a week and I have been very very busy and yeah that's just it as you can hear I was recording this at 2 30 in the morning but it was a lovely time and I hope you are enjoying this deep dive into the Barbie series that we are now going to be on as I mentioned we will get through the films but we will take breaks and watch other films so after we get through Mermaidia we're gonna take a break from the Barbie movies for a while and go watch some other films and keep on listening to find out what those are. If you want to gain access to bonus content and check out what we have there, then you can do so by heading over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash postfinale. You can sign up at different tiers, get different types of bonus content in return, and any money that is donated to the Patreon will go straight back into making this a better show so that we can get better recording equipment and better things like that. So thank you all very much. And if you are not able to support on Patreon but still want to support the show, that is great as well. No worries. Just tell a friend about the show. That's the easiest way to grow the show. Talk about us on social media at Post Finale Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and and leave a review on whatever podcasting app you were using, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, it doesn't matter. Leaving a review really helps out the show, and thank you to everyone who has done this, and thank you to everyone who might do this in the future. It really helps out the show, but let's get back to it. Let's get back to finding out what's happening in the world of Barbie. Barbie. <laughs>
Anyway, Nori's explaining to us that the great oracle in Mermadia is called Delphine, and she knows everything and can probably tell us where Nalu is. Meanwhile, Bibble is along for a ride in a little swing, and he seems to be enjoying himself. Go, Bibble. Go, Bibble. Have a fun time. The problem is, only the mer fairies know how or where to find her or what she looks like, and I'm like, mmm, seems very convenient. Why do only the mer fairies know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's special about them, and why did they get to keep the secret? Baffling. I don't know. So, Nori has been trying, but apparently the mer-fairies don't like to be serious. Me neither. I feel you, mer-fairies. It's a lot of work to be serious sometimes. What what the fuck is serious, anyways? I don't know. Moving on. (laughs) So, we can only pin them down. Or not we, because you and I are not in that world. But apparently, one can not. only. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Did you just say unfortunately not? Yeah. Fair enough. I would love to play with Bibble. I'd love to be. I would love to be a fairy. Instead, I just. That's just the slur here. <laughs> oh, okay. So. You can only pin one of these mer fairies down for a meaningful conversation if they invite you inside for a snack. And I was like, do you mean like physically pin them down? Or like, are they just distracted by food so they'll answer your questions, pin them down? Like, which way are we going? I assume the latter because I don't think they're going to show assault on a child in this movie. I assumed not, but it would have been a fun turn of events. I would love to see Bibble beat the shit out of this baby. (laughs) I agree. The mer fairies are also very annoying. Yeah. Like the sea butterfly, they're incredibly annoying. Any small child character is. If you sit in their home and they feed you, that's when they'll answer one question. And Alina is like, great, we'll just get invited inside. And they live where we are. And the only problem is that they only eat above water. And I was like, this seems very counterproductive. You live in the water, but you eat outside of the water. That's why it's counterproductive. That's why she needs Alina. Yeah. Alina realizes this and says, oh, that's why you want my help. You need me. And Nori's like, no, I don't need you. I would have found another way eventually. And Alina might not even be able to do it. The Murfairies rarely invite in people for a snack. And I was like, how do they invite them inside of their house if they only eat above the water? Anyway, just then, the green mer fairy walks up and asks Selena for permission to invite Bibble inside for a snack. She's given him all of her cookies, and Bibble still is starving. Well, that was easy. No suspense. No difficulty. And uh, Bibble does have some beautiful puppy dog eye moments right here. Oh, wide-eyed. Cute and adorable. It's great. Alina's like, all right, that's a great idea, but she has to admit that she's hungry as well, asks if it's okay if she comes in. The green mer fairy is like, well, I'm not sure. I don't normally invite people inside to eat. And Alina understands, but thought that Bibble might like it if she came with him, you know, just to make him more comfortable. Bibble, I think, realizes where this is going and just nods to agree. I think he just wants the food. He doesn't really... Probably. He's ambivalent. He's just like, I could get free food. Bibble just wants to fuck. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bibble's heading that way. Anyway, it's a deal. And, you know, anything to make Bibble happy. I agree. They're just like so, me for we... real. I think that's... <laughs> I have a note in here that just says, OMG, they're just like me for real. And I assume it's about that line. Because I can't okay. think of anything else it would be. But I also have the note, everyone loves Bibble. So I don't know what it could actually be about. And I'm not going to rewatch the scene to find out. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? You've given us both. I can't them. believe she emotionally manipulated a child. Yeah, she 100% did. But it moves the plot forward. So we're now making it to her home. Like the Mayfairy's home. And she gives Bibble a massive cake, double his own size. And he's told not to eat all of it at once to avoid a tummy ache. And I was like, screw that. Eat it all, Bibble. Eat it all. Boingo! What? Also, yeah. Yeah, the cake is absolutely bigger than him, uh, <laughs> first of all. Um, no, the boingo is when Alina and Bibble are at one of the Murfairy's houses, the Murfairy grabs Alina a plate of food with brown handles on the side. They dis the brown handles disappear in the overhead shot, and then they reappear when the Murphy places it on the table. Hmm. Fun. So, Bibble attacks the cake, and meanwhile, Alina is given a platter of odors of, you know, coral cakes, and Alina asks if the Murphy knows where to find Delphine. Go straight to it. And what she looks like. I appreciate it. I don't have time to choke around. I don't want to be in the scene any longer. Get me the fuck out. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Bibble has devoured the cake. At least he wasn't roofied this time. <laughs> he wasn't roofied. It was it was just But he did destroy that cake. <laughs> I don't know where it went. The cake was bigger than him, but somehow he isn't any bigger. I, that's not <laughs> equivalent exchange. <laughs> well done, Bibble. Well done. Can we have like a three second clap for Bibble? Riddle time. I love rhymes. Yep, riddle time. So here's the riddles. To find Delphine, they must take the fairy guide and listen well to. Alina says Delphine has a secret. Which from you she'll hide. The shell matters not best. Heed what's inside. So something inside the shell. Something's going to be inside of his shell. Yeah. And they have to listen closely. But Nori knows where that is. The ferry crosses the river all the way at the edge of Mermadia. And, you know, they're like, all right, let's go. And Nori says, okay, like you can come along as long as you can keep up. And then swims off very quickly. And then we have this very long sequence. They fly above the water to keep up. Well, Alina and Bibble do. And Alina says that they are helping her find Nalu whether she likes it or not. And, you know, because Alina's in love with this prince after swimming with him for five minutes underwater. So I don't know if you noticed, but just like during the race... Bibble looks extremely tired. Yeah. His arms like came down. And there's like points where that's the point. But at times at the beginning when it's not, he I see I feel like he still has that like pose. And they just didn't change it for that scene or something. 
I'm not gonna lie, I 100% just thought that he was just so, like, a bit tired from all the cake that he just ate. Maybe, you know what? Maybe. Also, they, like, they're going, like, around rocks and stuff, but there's a point where Nori can get between some rocks down below, but it's just, like, a wall for Alina. But she could just go over it. It wasn't that tall. She could just go over, but she was just choosing to fly surface level on the water. And furthermore, the sexual tension in this scene is absurd. Oh, it is crazy. It is some wild sexual tension in this scene. Just insane. And they're flying. They're flying. They're swimming. They're flying. They're swimming. Nori sees that Alina catches up. She swims faster, but Alina keeps up. And I was like, where have they left Bibble behind? <laughs> like, Bibble's just not in frame anymore. He's man. not filmed he's just in leave. this. It doesn't matter where he is. He'll be Bibble. there. He'll be there when you need him. <laughs> They, we get to a waterfall. They both jump, and it's a beautiful shot of them falling down this waterfall. Animation, quite nice. But also, we take about 20 seconds for them to reach the bottom of the waterfall. And again, it's I was like, where's Bibble? No, sure, but like this is still an egregiously long fall, I feel like. Oh, yeah. No, it uh, definitely should have shattered all of Nori's bones and would have shattered all of Elena Elena's if he didn't pull up at the last second. No, but Nori might be used to it, right? So you don't know. I don't think your bones can get used to being shattered after impacting on water from hundreds of feet in the air. No, no, but like what I'm saying is like because they're mermaids, they may have learn the technique on how to land safely there's only so far at which that works again it's a magical world you gotta cross your that... legs so the water doesn't go up your butthole and tear you apart they don't have legs damn that water's going up her butthole they're gonna tear fish. her apart they're fish fish have buttholes why do I continue having conversations with you? Because you've trapped yourself. It's too late. You can't escape. Okay. So, Bibble's back. Bibble's caught up. Poor guy's a bit tired, but they see the fairy guide. They head over. Nori says that Elena and Nalu seem close. And Elena's like, well, yeah, he's a good friend. You've met him for like five minutes. But a week ago. Nori's... A week ago for five minutes. And all he really did was, like, just help you cross some water. And then, you know, flirt. But then Nori's like, is he, like, a really good friend or just, like, a good friend? And I'm like, oh, Nori's jealous. Nori loves Nalu. In case that wasn't already clear. Oh, extremely obvious right from the get-go. <laughs> That's, like, the whole character. Yep. So then this sea slug shows up. And she asks if anyone wants to go across. Nori's like, no, we just want to know where Delphine is. And the sea slug's like, okay, bye. And then she's like, none to go across? Sure. And just starts to leave. And Alina's like, wait, no, three to go across. And they all jump on the sea slug. And the sea slug's name is Shelly, the fairy fairy. Which is fun. And she says a, she says a sentence with a lot of Fs. She says... Felicitations, which is just a fun word. My name is Shelly the Fairy Fairy. 
or something along those lines. But it starts with felicitations, which I just think is a fantastic. And there's more in there about like, we love fairies and fuzzy friends. And it's just like a lot of Fs in there. Also, who gave this snail the DSLs? The what? The DSLs. Dick sucking lips. Oh, God. Who? Yeah. Gave the snail. Yeah. Who designed it? I know it was a toy first. Watch the movie. Suffer like we have. <laughs> we have suffered. The second one's way better than Fairytopia, so actually watch it. Saying a lot. Not saying much. I'm saying a lot saying on a how lot. much we have suffered. And we suffer to bring you the content that you didn't necessarily ask for, but the content you deserved. <laughs> I don't know if anybody deserves this. But it's what you need. It's, it is what you need. That is that is a given. So, Nori, being the bitch that she is, is like, the Murfairies told us that you know where Delphine is, so give it up! And I'm like, there is, like, you want information. Like, you know, maybe be kind. And even even the sea slug, whose name is Shelly, because I already forgot it, but Shelly is like, well, <laughs> someone got up on the wrong side of the coral. And I was like, oh, that's a fun little take on wrong side of the bed. And Alina reminds us that the Mer fairy said, well, the shell matters not. Best heed what's inside. And so I was like, yeah, there's something inside the shell. Like, that's what they said. And then Shelly opens up her shell on request of Alina. And, you know... She dives down under the water to open it up, and Nori and Alina follow. Bibble doesn't at first, and then you just see the hand reach up from the bottom of the screen and drag Bibble down. Absolute horror movie style. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Bibble. Like you're you're just you're just tormented in this film, and you Terrifying deserve better. life. So, like, here's the thing, right? Yeah. They've been out of the water for a while. Mm-hmm. They had the whole flying sequence. They haven't had to eat any new seaweed. Nope. Obviously, time has passed. Yep. What are the rules? There are none. But mm, you elaborated this to me last time. There are none. There are no rules. It's a Barbie well, movie the for children. One, the last one, I could explain to you why they didn't explain the rules, but that it could still work because of, like, the appendage problem and then, like, not having it, you're immune to it. Like, we had that whole discussion. It's also but, like, been, like, maybe... It's also been, like, maybe an hour in world time. So, like... I don't know. See, we okay, last fair. longer yeah, I... than that. You know what? I'll give it 24 hours before I get pissed off at the seaweed again. How about that? Well, Deal? The good news is this movie happens within 24 hours. Because <laughs> you know what they said to Dandelion? If I'm not back by sunset, get Azura. Sunset tomorrow. No, it was sunset tomorrow. Okay, two days. <laughs> so. Two days, but I don't think we see a night time, so. I don't think we see a night. I don't know. We haven't gotten to a night time, so I don't actually know. But so Shelly opens her shell, and inside we meet Delphine, who is a mer fairy who is wearing purple. And Alina asks where Nalu is, and this is the response. 
A sand crab in the hand is worth two in the shell. All's fair in love and puffer fish ball. And like, Bibble's playing along. Does he actually understand her? Bibble is the master of yes anding. Bibble would be the best improv master. Also, Nori says, you're just what I imagined. Did she imagine a child? <laughs> he just like, shined. Who came out of her And shell? then like, yeah, and then, you know, Nori's not thrilled at this moment because she's like, give us a straightforward answer. And then, you know, Delphine responds with, a bit of coral saved is a bit of coral earned. And Alina's like, I get it, though. And she's like, Shelly, I believe you're Delphine. Will you help us? How did we get there? Fucking who knows, dude. Where in... I will, without a break, I will read the three lines once again that we are given as clues by apparently this fake Delphine that just lives in a shell of a sea slug, because why not, right? So I'll give you and the listeners all three lines without breaking them. If anybody listening to this is able to figure out how we get from these three lines to Alina figuring out that Shelly is actually Delphine, please tell me, because I am flabbergasted. Here we go. A sand crab in the hand is worth two in the shell. All's fair in love and puffer fish ball. A bit of coral saved is a bit of coral earned. I think she just guessed. It's the one in the sh- the one in the shell is just saying gibberish. No, no, because she says that she gets it. Not hold on, I have an idea. Yeah, she gets that it's a trick. Like that. that it's like, oh, it's not the baby in the shell. But like, how does she? How does she know that it's a trick? Like, that's the thing. Like, how do we get there? It makes zero zero sense. At least the other one that the Mer fairies gave was like. Something look inside the shell. I I already don't remember what it is. Um. Oh, the shell matters not. Best heed what's inside. At least that one. Like, there's a small type of riddle there that it's like. Hold on, we gotta check what's inside. Yeah, the there's shell matters zero. not. The shell doesn't matter. Yeah, but then the heed what's inside is like you know. Does that mean the inside, inside of the shell? shell? It's nonsense, dude. Don't worry about it. It's it's kind of garbage riddles made for a children's movie. I understand this, Griffin, but it's 3.30 in the morning and we're on this rabbit hole and I'm pissed that it doesn't make any sense. And you're not going to find any sense. This but is like, in what sense? Why can't there be sense? Because they don't care that much. But, like, there should be. It doesn't. It doesn't matter that much. <laughs> there doesn't need to be sense. It just needs to move on. So speaking of moving on, also, if Delphine... Isn't the mer fairy inside the shell? Why does this mer fairy just live inside this shell? For Fonzies. In seclusion? Like, did she commit some atrocities to the other mer fairies and was like exiled and had to go live with Delphine as punishment? Mm. If she's making that much nonsense, then honestly, it's what she deserves. (laughs) Yeah. Look, she's a menace to society if she's out trying to give everybody else advice. 
<laughs> so anyway, so, Shelly sees the rainbow in her eye because God damn it, it's always the rainbow in the eye. Has to be the rainbow in the eye and she agrees to help. And Bibble waves being cute as Shelly closes her shell. You know, waves waves back to that mer fairy. And Delphine knows where Nalu is but won't tell them. Nori is like, why not? And Delphine is just like, well, because one, you need to be more polite. And Nori apologizes. Fair enough. True. We did tell you, Nori. Yeah. And then Delphine says, if you want to find Nalu, you must first prove yourselves. Travel to the depths of despair and seek out the mirror of the mist. Nori says, nobody goes to the depths of despair. Delphine says that in order to succeed, you'll have to rely on one another and sacrifice. The depths of despair are dangerous and require a great deal of underwater strength, the kind of strength provided by a tail, not wings. Let me guess, she'll be gifted a tail now. And guess what? Delphine says that to get to the Mirror of Mist, she'll have to give up her wings and trade them for a tail. And I was like, hold on, we can just trade body parts now? That's a thing? I got beef with this part, which is one just like, Jesus Christ, the fungi will literally destroy the underwater world with the poison. Just tell them where he is. Holy shit. Why do they have to prove themselves? Kind of stupid. And the tail thing wouldn't be a problem if they didn't have to go to the depths of despair. Right, and also hasn't Alina already kind of proven herself by, like, you know, doing what she did a week ago? Yeah, Christ, she's already saved the world. Without wings. With nothing. Just walked everywhere. Yeah. She just got them bitches. God, you're gonna take away her new wheels? Yep, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. So, Alina asks if she will get them back, and Delphine is like, well, that depends on you. And Alina's like, no, it's crazy, I just got the wings, I can't give them up. And Delphine says, well, in case she changes her mind, she can use these pearls to wish for a tail. And I was like, okay. So she just told you that she doesn't want to trade the wings. And you've just completely ignored her and been like, well, here's the gift anyway, so that you can have a tail. But there is a slight caveat. So she has gifted the necklace, and it has five different pearls. And the pearls will turn deep blue, and if she wishes for a tail, and the first, and then one at a time, they will fade back to white. If Alina is out of the water when the last pearl turns fully white again, she will regain her wings, and if not, she will be a mermaid forever. Uh, I feel like she's gonna be able to keep both for some weird reason, cause she's a special fairy. And, like, uh-huh. you know, she'll just have some magical power that lets her switch. Like, what does she want in that moment? Does she want to use the power of the tail or the power of the wings? I'll never tell. I know. Alina says thank you, but she's sure that she won't need it, which means that she will absolutely uh, 100%, 100% need, need it. it. Probably in the next scene. And Nori says, forget about it. She was probably just trying to test you and trying to scare us. Alina agrees, and then we go off to the depths of despair. And that is as far as I have watched in this film. So that's where we're ending this episode. We've successfully recorded for three hours. None of that picked up for me, but I could see what you were doing. I went, wee! 
I know. I know what you were doing. <laughs> just didn't pick up. It was very funny to just see you do it. Fair. Well, all right. That's, that's the end of the episode. So any is. thoughts? I don't have any remaining notes, but actually I do have one. A general note. I want a general prediction and a long shot prediction. I was kind of hoping you weren't going to remember so that I could hand out your personal phone number to people. <laughs> nope. Okay, Anke, I want a... I want a general prediction for how this movie is going to go. General prediction? Yep. One that you think is probably going to happen. Great. They're going to go towards the depths of despair. Alina is going to have to use her mermaid tail wish. Mm-hmm. They will get this mirror coat mirror... Thingy. I, 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 I'm very tired right now, ladies and gentlemen. Mirror of the Mists, yes. Thank you, Mirror of the Mist. They will get the Mirror of the Mist, and she will then, you know, they will then be able, the Mirror of the Mist will give them some type of clue to go find Nalu in some convoluted way, instead of just being straightforward. But the Mirror of the Mist is going to be the clue to help them get to Nalu and wherever he is. They're going to end up being close to... They're going to get to Nalu a little late. And they're going to have to catch up to him where they are also with Laverna. And Laverna... Because we just haven't had a lot of Laverna. And I she's criminally underused in this film. Yeah. At least the first half. And I really hope that she comes back. Because honestly, she's the most captivating character other than Bibble. So... True. <laughs> Only interesting one. The rest of them are... Kind of one note. Yep. No, like, she... Look, she has improved in her poison-making skills. We've been over this. Like, you know, there's improvement in her craft. Better graphics. Like, everything. So, but I think, like, Laverna's gonna get her hands on the immunity berry, but they... She's not gonna get to eat it. They're gonna save Nalu. They are going to get the immunity berry, and then at the end of the film... Nalu and Elena will, you know, be in love. And Elena is, because of her bravery or whatnot or other thing, she is going to get to keep the gift of the pearls so that she can switch between her fairy wings and her new mermaid tail. And just like the last movie, Bibble is going to receive zero credit despite being there for the entire trip and doing probably a good amount of work. That last one's probably true. Um, I had a... (laughs) I had a note back here that was just that, as a side note, just that everybody wishes they could get their hair so perfectly blue with hair dye, but it fades too fast. That was when we first met Nori. That was said by multiple people when watching this movie during Barbie movie night. Okay, now I want your long shot prediction. Something that you don't necessarily think is going to happen, but you wish it would. That would just be wild. Hmm. Okay. What I think would be wild that I wish would happen, that I don't think is going to happen, is that Elena is forced to use the mermaid tail. Which, that's a given. I feel like that has to happen either way. Like, Elena has to... Yeah. No, obviously, they have to sell the toys. Yeah, like, you have to use the mermaid tail. You've given her the mermaid pearls. Like, you gotta use the mermaid tail. Yeah. Laverna 
is going to actually eat the immunity berry. And Bibble is going to have some type of magic that is unknown to anybody else, but Bibble has, like, some type of magic because he's just this beautiful, wonderful, magical creature. Bibble fucks. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Bibble fucks. I think that Bibble is going to have some power, and Bibble is actually going to be the one to defeat Laverna this time around because Elena is going to be rendered useless. Also, Elena's not going to get out of the water in time. And so actually, instead of being able to switch, she's just stuck it as stuck as a mermaid. Actually, no, she's stuck as a mermaid. So like she gets her fairy wings back, but she also only has the mermaid tail. So she never gets her legs back. But she gets to have both the wings and the tail. But she doesn't get legs. Alright, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out next time on... <laughs> Did you just forget the name of my podcast? No, I was gonna say Buttfuck Adventures. <laughs> Well, on that note, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Griffin, thanks for being here. Of course. Um, anything you want to tell the world before we sign off? I kind of said my one-liner at the beginning. Remember, kids, don't trust Barbie. Don't, tr don't trust her. She's hiding in your closet. She's there. The plastic demon will find you. The plastic demon. She sucks your soul out of your mouth at night. Do not trust the doll. Do not trust the doll. On that note, I'll catch y'all later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Post Finale. This podcast is created, hosted, and produced by me, Ankit Madeira. I also run the social media and edited this episode. The music is by Ankit Madeira and Megan Hutchison, and the art is by Jared Rother. If you would like to support the show and get access to some bonus content, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash postfinale. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at PostFinalePod on all three platforms. And if you want to help out the show in a non-monetary way, tell the friend about a show. Reach out and say, hey, you love movies, or I've been trying to get you to watch mo movies. Check out this new podcast. Talk about us on social media. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever app you are using to listen to the show. All of these things help, and I appreciate all of you that have done this already and all of you that will do this in the future. But I'm just thankful that you joined us for this episode. And be sure to join us next week as Griffin and I continue to finish Barbie Fairytopia Mermaidia. And until then, I'll catch y'all later. <laughs>